Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Hey everyone, welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. Today we're talking about being a practitioner and coaching in the field of healing. I'm your host, Caitlin. I'm also a coach and practitioner in the field of mindful sexuality and embodied healing. And over the next few months, I'll be chatting with a few different wonderful facilitators from the Embodied Awakening Academy about all things in the field of being a practitioner and a coach. And today I'm talking with Raven, who is the founder of the Embodied Awakening Academy. So hello again, Raven. Good to be chatting with you again. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, hey. Uh, So we've had some more questions about the world of a practitioner, being a coach, how to succeed in this realm of healing and supporting people in their healing. And one of the questions we had is, how do I avoid burnout? How do I keep my business something that brings me joy and not stress? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then... They're two separate questions that are related because definitely when you're in the flow of joy in your business, then you're not burning out. (laughs) But let me address the first question. So it was how do I avoid burnout? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great question because I see so many people in the entrepreneur world burning out. And, you know, from a tantric perspective, masculine feminine balance is so integral to everything and it's definitely really important to this question and I've experienced burnout quite a lot in my life and it was because I was overdoing the masculine energy you know the masculine energy is the directive energy you know the taking action pushing moving in a direction being determined you know I had that in bucket loads and that all of that striving and directive energy, if it's not balanced with the feminine, the receptive energy, the flowing energy, the joyful, playful energy, the intuitive energy, the expression, the love, the filling up with love, then you're kind of fucked, you know. <laughs> it's like, there's all of this penetrative energy, there's all this energy extending out, but nothing really going in. So when when you're running a business primarily from the masculine, then you're fired up, you know, you're going all in. And it's that's a beautiful quality, but it definitely needs to be balanced. And what tends to happen is that the feminine then gets sacrificed and abandoned and then that gets reflected in the business because however whatever our inner relationship however our inner relationship is also how a relationship is with a beloved is reflected in our business you know when when I was abandoning my own feminine in my life I was abandoning my feminine in business when my relationship was had a push-pull dynamic like moments of absolute bliss and then moments of intense separation that was reflected in my business you know there'd be like this intense amazing celebration and then like oh 
intense fear coming in as soon as I would do something that I perceived to be a mistake or not good enough or a setback. So actually not burning out is about creating safety. It's about creating safety in the nervous system for the feminine energy to be here and the masculine energy because likewise if we're just in our feminine and there's no masculine acting and there's no structure or implementation of anything, then there's not safety there either because nothing's actually getting done. So the safety that's created through masculine-feminine balance is where we get to experience an inner wholeness and a sacred union within where the masculine is clear and focused and directive and the feminine is listened to and in her joy and filling up with love and receptive to life and receptive to the joy that's available to her. So, uh, you know, this journey is a big journey, being successful without burning out. And it's, it begins with addressing the beliefs that create your reality around business and around what it means to be successful. And, you know, generally speaking in a lot of, in most people, the feminine energy principle isn't as honoured in business as the masculine, which is funny because the feminine's all about connection and harmonious relating and love and in the, in the healing arts in particular, those things are so important. But then so is, you know, all the implementation I was talking about and boundaries. You know, that's been a big part of my journey is that masculine principle of boundaries and me learning how to put myself first and not not burn out, like listen to my body, listen to what my body needs, not respond to clients when I'm needing rest, not working when I need rest. So you know, the feminine and masculine really come together in terms of creating safety so that there isn't burnout when there is a connection to between masculine awareness and the deep listening of the feminine principle, the body. It's like, okay, I need to eat now. I need to rest now. I need to have fun now. This is what my intuition's telling me. This is what I want to create. So... Yeah, not not overriding yourself. And when you're polarised in the masculine, overriding yourself can happen very easily and overriding your needs can happen very easily. So there's that attunement that needs to happen. Mm, I love that. And and what about the stress aspect? Because I think that the burnout is like from overworking beyond your capacity Mm-hmm. And then for me, stress is like just this constant pressure. This, And even when I am mm-hmm. resting, I feel like I should be working. So, yeah, okay, I'm not actually burning out right now because I'm giving myself rest, but I'm thinking about work all the time and I'm thinking about Yeah, so it's understanding this different paradigm that actually filling ourselves up and deeply resting is going to contribute really well to our work, you know, if, if your highest value is service, for instance, which mine is, then anything that you're shifting in your life or creating as a new value, you have to put in reference to your highest value. So I remember 
it was similar for me. I, I was finally like resting a lot more and playing a lot more and I had to connect it to my top value and realise that the more that I'm filling myself up with love and the things that I enjoy and really taking care of myself, then the more that I have to give and the fresher I feel and the more focused I can be. And, you know, the the short answer is to really marry the masculine and feminine energies so that that divine masculine meditative awareness can be there where we're in the present moment and not worrying, not stressing. We can be in that feminine energy of kindness and love and connection, the masculine energy of boundaries and structure and clarity and, you know, marrying those principles. But the longer answer is that, you know, you need to work deeply with embodying divine masculine energy because it's the divine masculine energy that witnesses without judgment, that holds space, that creates safety, that witnesses the mind instead of following the mind and comes into the present moment. So a lot of my journey out of stress was about embodying divine masculine energy and not following my mind, like really just following the breath instead and coming into the present moment. But then, you know, once you start doing that, then the feminine, it's actually people make the mistake of working directly with the feminine and wondering why they can't come into their feminine. And it's because for her to really come alive and feel safe to come alive, she needs that divine masculine principle that's no longer running away with thoughts and going into unhealthy masculine energy of always thinking, always doing, always feeling like it needs to be doing you know, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, all of that come from the unhealthy masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like something when- like that I learned with you is um, just mastering my mind more. Like I didn't realize mm-hmm. how much of a mess it was actually. And like mm-hmm. kind of like if my mind was a house, the door was just open and I would let anyone come in. I would let anyone live there. I would let anyone make a mess. And I wouldn't, you know, kind of have a, a um, like rules around how people are inside this house, inside my mind. And so mm-hmm. what I learned is like actually being more um, discriminating, I guess, of what thoughts I allow inside my mind and what mm-hmm. thoughts I cultivate inside my mind, inside this house. And that way, just keeping things cleaner in my mind so that it's not just like a toxic mess by the end of the day. And of course, I can't rest when it's just such a mess inside. So, yeah, just being yeah, a lot it's, more it's, in balance and a lot cleaner. Yeah, and it's also about like li- letting the body be the master instead of the mind. Like for most people, the the body is the servant to the mind. Whereas if you start with the body and you listen to the body and the mind is a, is a servant to that, then your purpose in life and your directionality isn't dependent on anything external to you. It just is you. You know, your purpose is who you are, the truth of your soul in every moment. You know, it's like your job can't be your purpose your relationship can't be your purpose. Even my kids can't be my purpose. Nothing can be my purpose that's outside of myself and feel safe because it's all transient. 
you know, but what's not transient is here within me. So I'm not always going to be thinking about work or thinking about the kids or thinking about money or, you know, if, if I understand that actually my purpose is within me and is here just like the more that I'm in my body and connected to who I am. And the more that I trust that, the more that life just flows and money flows and success flows. And I know I've noticed in my life that work stops flowing when I'm not okay to just be here within me and feeling this beautiful sense of purpose just through being who I am. Does that make sense? Mm, so it's like the purpose is more just being, being who you are rather than yeah, having. Yeah, and then, trust, and then you it. trust the actions that arise from that beingness and it's much harder to do that, you know. It's, it's very against conditioning. It's like we have to do, we have to do, we have to do. But actually when we're just tuned into ourselves, when we're committed to knowing ourselves and our purpose is who we are, then we start to live a life of alignment, you know. We, we're self-sourcing and we're listening deeply and our body is informing us. Yeah. Well, perhaps that's a good uh, bridge to the next question, uh, which is a question that I know you get asked quite a lot actually. Um so why, why am I in business as a coach, but I'm not succeeding? Why do I not see the results that I want to see? I mean, there can be so many reasons. I would say alignment is often a big reason. You know, and I feel like we're never going to see the results that we want in, in the field of coaching or where we're supporting people if we're not in alignment. You know, you can kind of get away with it in other fields. But when it, when it comes to the healing arts, it's like I feel like whenever I'm out of alignment, I just get my ass kicked. And what you do know? you mean by being in alignment? What does that mean? Well, you're, you feel like this is where you're meant to be and you feel like the relationship you're in is where you're meant to be, the house that you're living in, the land that you're living on, like you're, you're living in alignment. You're, you're in service to yourself. You're committed to loving yourself. You're committed to feeling supported feeling carried in the best way possible. So your life becomes a manifestation of your deepest desires and then it's like how, how, can, how can anything not flow in that state? And people are drawn to coaches, you know, the most popular coaches that I see the ones who don't have any trouble getting clients are the ones who are living the most extraordinary lives. <laughs> and, and people are like, I want, I want a life like that, right? Mm, yeah, so alignment is like a natural calling card for people. 
it's yeah I feel like I feel like alignment is central to everything you know it's the natural calling card it's also when you're in alignment things just flow yeah and yeah I mean what how how can you really be in service to others when you're not in alignment with yourself like I remember when I was in at uni and studying law um I thought oh I'll I don't know I'll, I'll get a law degree because I got such high grades at uni and I'll be rich right and people respect me basically I was doing it for the status and for the money and you know and I thought I'll be able to make a difference you know one day if I'm a judge but it wasn't in alignment and if I look back in that time in my life because studying law wasn't really in alignment with my highest joy just sitting in these university lectures with these big thick books and someone just talking at me for two hours I I didn't have a lot to give because I was it's draining you know relationships out of alignment are draining career paths and studies that are out of alignment are draining. Living in a house that's not aligned or on land that's not aligned is draining. So if you're being drained, you're not going to attract people to you. But if you're overflowing, people want that. They're naturally drawn to that. And so how do you become aligned? How do you move towards living in the house that feels more like you, having the partner that feels more naturally aligned you really you know listen that you're not in alignment and you want to well be. you know because there's doubt you know when I when I'm in alignment with where I'm living who I'm with my job whatever there's no doubt I can I feel that I feel a full fuck yes and the way to get to that is to really listen you know to meditate on your greatest desires and your soul calling and really feel that and be courageous enough to follow that even when it's really scary, you know, aligning with my deepest desires has always pulled me out of any hole I was digging myself into, (laughs) you know, especially in relationship. I'm like, oh, this could change. People change but they don't really change that much. But when I was in relationships that weren't in full alignment, I was spending so much time digging myself out of holes Mm. that I didn't have time to really overflow. Mm. And, you know, it's like why be here for mediocre or for something ordinary? You've got to be here for something extraordinary, you know, something that, lights you up something that is in full alignment and there's not a lot of people who are living in full alignment we don't have a lot of examples for it but imagine meeting someone and feeling someone who is you know you naturally just feel supported by that person's energy because there's an ease and a pleasure that is moving through them which is unique and they have love to give because they're not consumed by all of the bullshit that naturally arises when we're living out of alignment. It's like I wake up in the morning and I'm filled with joy for the day for the day ahead because I'm in a relationship that lights me up. I'm doing what I love. You know, I'm living in a house that I love. But then if I'm ever 
out of alignment, my body will tell me. And, of course, you know, there are times when natural grieving processes happen and I get upset about things. I'm not saying that I don't, but sorry, I just needed some water. It's when you feel it consistently, when there's a consistent struggle, when there's a consistent sense in relationship or in career or in friendship circles or in a particular country or place of residence where you're not feeling supported, when you're not feeling carried, when you're not feeling honoured, where you're not feeling aligned, you know. So it's like you've got to show up for the calling of your soul, for the deep desires of your soul. And if you know that something is your path, even if there's fear there, then you've got to go for that. And that's hard, you know. If you know something's not your path or not in alignment, letting it go. So, you know, a a practitioner training program that I developed, a lot of it is dedicated to being in service to love, to the clients, but also to yourself. So this this course is a container for evolution, alignment, coming to know oneself and really following the deepest part of your desires and joys and supporting clients to do the same. So there's this twofold path that's happening in the container of the practitioner training where, yes, upcoming practitioners are learning how to hold their clients into spaces of full alignment but also holding themselves in that because the transmission piece is so important. Mm. And listeners, if you want to know more about that, we'll put the link in the show notes, but also you can check out the website Embodied Awakening Academy and you'll find out all about the Tantra practitioner training. It's starting on in March. But we'll talk more about that at the end. So on that question as well, I remember uh, before we started recording, you were telling me about um, one of your clients who had that same question about why am I not succeeding? And you also mentioned that she was also looking at the one part of her business that wasn't getting the results she wanted, but actually there were other parts of her business that were, but her mind was just focusing on the one part that wasn't. Can you share more about that? Yeah, so there's this interesting thing that the mind naturally does, which is to focus on all the ways we're not succeeding (laughs) and all the things that we're doing wrong. And if you get sucked into that, then life's going to give you more of that. It's like where attention goes, energy flows. So start to look at and to start to look at and really celebrate. And this is the advice I gave to her, all of the ways that you are succeeding instead of always being focused on what needs to improve and, you know, oh, once I get a social media strategist, my business is going to work. Or, you know, once I'm in a good relationship, I'm going to be successful. Or once I have help with my kids, or once my health is better, or, you know, I uh, I, I don't know how to do this and so my business is never going to succeed, or I did this wrong, or this didn't succeed, this didn't work. So it's a combination of looking at what's not working and also thinking that we need something else in order to be able to succeed. 
Whereas if you look at all the incredible things that you're already doing and celebrating that, then that's going to be so much better. And really the mind has so many limitations. Now I've got a 19-year-old and a 14-year-old and I, I was, I've been a single mum for a large part of that and I could feel that part of me that would go into victim and be like, oh, you know, all these other people are running their own businesses, they don't have kids. But actually my kids helped me immensely with so many of the modality, unique modalities that I've come up with in my life just through loving them. And every seeming adversity has a seed of success in it if we don't focus on the negative aspect of that thing or when we make empowered choices. So what that means is when something isn't in alignment, when something isn't enjoyable, when something isn't in our natural skill set, instead of just beating up on ourselves about that or becoming a victim, we do something about that and we delegate. Or instead of focusing on all the things that are going wrong or where we're being rejected or where we're not succeeding, we focus on where we are and watching the mind and seeing how it tries to create scenarios for ourselves of, oh, be successful when, you know, I get out of this relationship, I have a healthy relationship, I'm not a single mum anymore, I've got enough money to put into my business. It's all just bullshit. We can be successful when we choose that, when we expand our capacity to actually feel worthy of receiving money and clients in our ease without stress. Mm. And it's bringing our attention to where we are already succeeding. It's so true because you know, our vibration is what attracts more of that thing. So if we're focusing on the negative, we attract more of the negative. If we focus on the positive of where we are succeeding, then we attract the success. Yeah, exactly. It's just science. It's not like <laughs> it's actually very simple and it's not because the universe is against you or anything. It's just like gravity exists and the law of attraction exists. They're just two laws. That's all. Absolutely. And you know, I, I had this mantra for myself. I used to work way too hard and experience a lot of burnout, as I've shared with you before, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And my journey out of that, there was a period of time where I was constantly saying the mantra to myself, it's safe to be in my body and receive money and receive everything that I need in the business without stress in my ease and pleasure. You know, so it's also this reframing that can happen. And then I would actually go, okay, what are all of the things to be grateful for right now? What is it that is working? Yeah, what are the wins and celebrating that? But the mantra really, really helped me. I would just say it to myself over and over throughout the day. So one of the, and the last question I have here uh, relates to that, which is, can I work in the field of relationships if I'm having issues in my own relationship or I'm single? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a question of how much experience you've had in traversing relationships in your life, like, you know, relationships with friends and family, your own inner relationship, past relationships, 
your capacity to be able to reflect on all of that and be willing to see whoever is in your life that's triggering you as a reflection of something within you, as a teacher who can reflect things to you that are in your blind spot. You know, so you can work with couples if you're single as long as there is a space within you that is open to reflecting on your own relational dynamics. Yeah, so that willingness to do the work Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you have to have the perfect relationship or be in a relationship, but that you have that gaze and that willingness to work inside. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to, then getting a mentor for support or you know, taking a retreat or a course on relationships so that you can develop some tools around that. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the main, the hardest relationships of all is the one with our parents. Honestly, you know, move in with your parents for a month. That's what Ram Dass says. If, if you want to be enlightened, move in with your parents for a month and test yourself and be in your practice while you're living with them. See how you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, listeners, if you have any more questions that you would love Tara or Chantelle Raven to answer, you can write them into us at training at embodiedawakeningacademy.com and we'll put that email address in the show notes as well. And if you do want to learn more about um, becoming a practitioner or you already are a practitioner, you're already a coach and you want to develop your skills and really go deeper into feeling your confidence as a coach, as a practitioner, uh, understanding more about um, the unconscious, about the somatic healing, about relationships and sexuality in your clients, then uh, the Embodied Awakening Academy is actually running its first Tantra Practitioner training starting in March 2023, and that goes for 12 months. And more information on the website, we'll put the link in the show notes as well, but that is open for registration now. So, yeah, check it out. And I will add in there, now that you've mentioned the practitioner training, you know, in working with couples there's two chapters on working with couples and these chapters took me so long and they're really a step-by-step -step guide of how to work with couples and how to guide them. So there's like four practices in each chapter that are absolutely transformational that support clients to realise if their relationship is truly in alignment, you know, how to make healthy requests, how to ask for what you need, how to have harmonious relating how to ignite and maintain chemistry in the relationship and all of the practices in the manual are laid out step by step. So there's a very specific guideline for you in working with couples. Amazing. Well, Raven, thank you so much. This was wonderful and, um, yeah, just great to speak with you and receive your experience and your wisdom from what over 20 years of doing this work or in a lifetime of course lifetime yeah 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 so thank you yeah. and we'll, we'll speak again okay thanks caitlin always beautiful to talk to you darling thanks for listening to the love sex and freedom podcast for more great free resources in-person and online workshops and our retreats 
Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.